I'm good. Day to be doing a podcast. Oh, you are not kidding. I mean, uh, so listeners, I'm already recording, by the way. So, oh, like oh. always. Well, for, for anyone listening, I'm actually recording this on Wednesday, November 4th, the day after Tuesday, November 3rd, which of course is election day in 2020. And we still don't have a lot, whole lot of clarity, but no. what we do have is hope. And part of that hope is the ability to speak with someone on the other side of the world who doesn't have to worry about any of this garbage. And that special somebody is Kate Toon of... What I just read is the tune. I just saw um, an email. What do you refer to your group of endeavors as the tune group of companies or something? Oh, it's called the Stay Tuned. Stay Tuned Inc. Yes. So that was the first time I saw the Stay Tuned Inc. thing. And of course, I had to chuckle just a little bit. But at the same time, it's actually kind of true because... When I first met you, I think it was in 2018 at Social Media Marketing World, you were clearly planting your flag on the top of one hill, and that was search engine optimization in all its colors. But now you're doing a whole lot more, and I, I actually want to talk to you about that. But first, say hello to the listeners, Kate Toon of Sydney, Australia. Hello, listeners. Yes, I am Kate Toon of Sydney, Australia, although my accent may confuse you. Because I am, of course, British, born in wonderful Chester, near Manchester. But I've been here for about, gosh, 20 years now. And so, yeah, I think of myself as Australian these days, kind of. When it, when it serves me, I do. Well, and based on the fact that Americans are terrible with accents outside of our own country, you could sound exactly like every Australian down under. That's the best. Do that again. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah, That's exactly. It. Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan, what a legend. Yeah, in his own mind. Anyway, <laughs> it, it is so great to see you, Kate, because unfortunately, we've been absolutely separated, not only by the Pacific Ocean, but by COVID-19. You know, I've been following you continually on social channels, and it doesn't seem like you're slowing down at all. If anything, it, it almost seems like you're speeding things up. Yeah. What all do you have going now? Well, I think, you know, we all had different responses to COVID and one of the responses that I read about, I think in the New York Times, is about the surge mentality and kind of being going into very abject panic that, you know, you're not going to have any money and you're not going to have any clients. So while I didn't kind of ramp anything up, I certainly didn't wind anything down. So I continue to have, I, I did three launches of my big SEO course last year. I did three launches of my copywriting membership. I did three launches of my digital marketing membership. So those are my three main things at the moment. And then in between those, you know, the webinars, the podcast, I run a mastermind for copywriters, which is very interesting. And, uh, but no speaking. And that's been the big thing for me this year, that the, obviously all the speaking gigs were canceled. And it was actually rather wonderful because it enabled me to actually get some work done. Because as you know, speaking takes up so much time and energy and isn't necessarily particularly lucrative unless you're Seth Godin or Gary Vaynerchuk. So yeah, it's been great to just have a year of actually working on my business. Yeah, well, and you've certainly been able to take advantage of the fact that you had done a ton of work way before COVID happened. And this is one of the things that I've been trying to hammer home to a lot of people about the value of building a personal brand and a foundation. It prepares you for just about any eventuality. Like I, I already hinted at the top of this episode that when we first met, you were SEO woman, the Sultana of SEO down in Sydney, Australia. 
And since then, you've added entire profit centers to your business or however you want to refer to them as is discrete profit centers is that that's obviously the thing that's stuck in my head. So I'm going to keep calling them profit centers until it makes sense. <laughs> so much so that longtime listeners to the podcast will recognize that Kate's been on us several times now. And the last time we talked, we I, I think I asked you about the copywriting services you provide and you kind of corrected me saying, well, I don't really do that anymore because I don't have to. Instead of writing copy, you've become the meta mother of copy in a whole lot of areas of Australia and beyond. And that's all due to the fact that you very, very early on planted your flag in a very specific mountain called search engine optimization. And now that's enabled you to pivot in a lot of different ways. So again, you got SEO and what are the other kind of main sectors that you're playing in? So the, um, the other sector is my business, other business is called the Clever Copywriting School. And that's kind of a, it's an ecosystem for copywriters. So there's a membership there. We've got about 350 or so members. There's a directory, a job board, which has been wonderful for people during COVID to keep them going with work. And we run an annual conference called CopyCon, which obviously hasn't happened this year. There's a shop and template. So that's a major chunk. And obviously that's off the back of years of being a copywriter and teaching people processes and, and a lot to do with the business side of copywriting. Because there's plenty of skills-based courses, but I think some copywriters really fall down when it comes to marketing themselves and be profitable. And it's not a kind of seven-figure push copywriting group, which a lot of the, sorry, a lot of the American ones seem to be. It's more about having a good lifestyle. So that's that. And then the Digital Master Chefs is a membership for, I guess people who use digital marketing for their business. And it came off the back of that big SEO course. When people finished that, they wanted more support. I couldn't keep giving them the nothing. So it started up as a support group for that course that people could pay for on a subscription basis. And now it's evolved into something a bit different. And it's all just a bit of an adventure. Like I don't really have any kind of business plan. I kind of just, things just start to open up and I kind of follow them and then some of them work and some of them don't, you know, it's, it's just an adventure at the moment. And I'm just so grateful, as you said, that this year it's, it's really, I've been able to keep riding, do you know what I mean? Keep going, keep flowing on that hard work that I've put in, in the previous years, you know? Yeah. But one of the things you don't do is ever stop rowing your boat. I mean, you've got great momentum, but you're, you've always got oars in the water. You're continually adding to it and you're also adding staff. I mean, uh, I've, I've known Leanne a little bit via email as we've arranged things, but I've also seen that you've actually taken advantage of the fact that you are adding people to your team and yeah. you're actually writing about the people you're adding to your team in a way that is both about them, but it's also about your business and you're totally demonstrating who you are, what you do and how you do it in the way you even do that. And, and what, do, what do I mean by that? Well, Long-time listeners will know that I got this penchant, penchant for who you are, what you do, and how you do it. It's kind of the three pillars of nonfiction branding from my point of view. You got to tell people who you are, you have to demonstrate what you do, and you have to also demonstrate how you do it. And you're doing that all the time. And we talked about this last time where you did a blog post that was kind of an onboarding document for some of your new hires that explains yeah. the way your business is kind of configured. And when I read it, I'm like, oh, this is very cool because it's part biography, part history, part 
organic. I don't know. We put some stuff in a stew pot and it tasted pretty good. So here's the recipe. That is part of your strategic mind when it comes to producing tactical copy or tactical posting, right? Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's really a, it's a catharsis process for me to get it all down on paper. It helps me frame what I'm doing. So I just recently did a, almost a follow-up to that post about money, exactly how I run my money, the fact that I use profit first, what I, what I don't spend money on, what I do spend money on, how much I spend on staff. Really transparent. I didn't go into my actual revenue. I don't, I don't want to kind of make it into a look at me, I'm making loads of money, blah, blah, blah. Because sometimes I'm not, but I did talk about profitability and you know where I feel a lot of businesses go wrong. And the reason I do that is, hey, I, I I think I am not like a mega successful business person. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like I'm not Gary Vaynerchuk. I'm fairly small, but I've managed to achieve a lot with a small business. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's a bit of a gap between people who are just really like just chugging along and then the mega successful. Where's the in between? Where's someone who's doing okay? They're not buying a new Porsche every week, but they're doing okay. They can pay their mortgage and they're comfortable and they're having a nice life. Where's that person? That's the person I want to be. And I want to know how they've done it. Um, so those posts, that, 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 yeah, that you're totally right. They're twofold. They help people understand what I'm doing. I think it builds a lot of trust, but they also show you to a degree that this is my formula and it works. So therefore I'm somebody worth listening to and I'm worth joining my memberships and it's worth Like, I know what I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit of proof as well, you know? This episode of the Nonfiction Brand Podcast is brought to you by Culture Chicken Brand Egg. What's that? It's one of my most requested presentations, now available as in-person live or virtual online presentations. If you've got a group or association that loves presentations that inspire, inform, entertain, and get you going at the same time, we should talk. Head on over to dpknewton.com slash speaking to download my full speaker media kit today. And let's start talking about how I can help you get your party started. I think you'll agree with me completely that story is the way that people learn. And by telling your story in a way that is, has a little bit of uh, self-effacement, a little bit of humor, a little bit of, no, this was hard, a little bit of emotional soul bearing. While you have a great sense of humor, you aren't afraid to use the entire palette of emotion in what I see you do. I've seen you throw out some flame hosts where warranted typically to old American white guys. Not speaking as one, I, I don't know if you're trying to hit the middle of the target and had my photo on that target, but sometimes it's like, oh, what, what would I do? Not about you. Hey. No. No, I, well, it's it's just a lot of people tee up a golf ball for you to crush right into their foreheads. And, <laughs> and but that, my point that is, you, play well. That doesn't always play well. Like I did a post just yesterday about people dancing on Instagram Reels and how awkward it is. And again, you know, lots of people loved it. I didn't I didn't pick on anyone in particular. It was a general gentle swipe at the awkwardness of those videos, and that you don't need to do that unless you love doing it. Like if you love dancing, do it. But again, I've got a bit of backlash and I've learned to live with that a little bit, you know, that not all my posts go down amazingly well. <laughs> but the thing is, the people who don't like it, there are a whole lot of people who go, yeah, you're right. I hate that. And now I kind of have identified you as a member of my tribe that I can now trust to at least 
say the truth. Because here's the truth. At my age, I should not be doing TikTok dance memes ever. <laughs> oh, I wish you would. Oh, yeah. Well, believe me, they would be funny, but not in the way that I intend. <laughs> but there is such a thing as, honey, your posterior does look huge in those jeans. And you have to tell the truth. I personally appreciate the truth tellers. Not everybody does. But the ones who do appreciate the truth will then appreciate me as being one of their tribe. And, and I know that based on our conversations in the past that you have talked about or I've asked you questions about, you know, you, you can get a little spicy in your posting and stuff. When did you decide to do that? And did you get any pushback? And the answer was, I decided early on to do that. And yes, I got pushback, but I also got a ton of people who liked me more because of it. Yeah. And it's taken a while to, you know, there's been wobbles along the way, but, you know, again, even yesterday, you know, a few people were arguing and the arguing was just nonsensical and it was in the comments and then people started arguing within the comments. And I always, you know, take the approach of, you know, don't wrestle with a pig. You both get muddy and the pig enjoys it. So I right. just sometimes just delete the comments or move on. But I love what you said earlier about the, the shades of, of tone in the writing. I had a, a great guy called Justin Blackman from Pretty Fly Coffee. He came into my group to talk about tone of voice. And he had this amazing tool, which, of course, I'd have forgotten the name of, but I'll send it to you after. You can put your writing through and it'll tell you all the emotions that you've used. I mean, Grammarly does that a little bit as well. Right. This one had, it's really, it's got, you know, it's got, you know, intimacy. It's got, they're quite, more, they're more subtle. It's not just happy, sad, angry. And I put uh, my colleague's copy through and it came up with like angry and, and something else. Angry and professional. And mine came up with angry, professional, funny, sad, pitiful. It came up with like 13 different emotions. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I sound like a loon. But that's how people are. You know, people aren't one-dimensional or even two-dimensional. One hopes. You know, we're multifaceted. And I think showing all those bits, it's not angry too often, you know, not sad too often. But I think that, that's what builds trust with a person, especially with a personal brand, you know, because you are a person. <laughs> Especially, too, in an era where a certain style of LinkedIn post is referred to as broetry because it, it starts out with a single line. And then there's a, a line a right before. I was living in a bin, and then. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. And all of a sudden, oh, it's, it's when you, when someone can point to your copy and say, oh, that's broetry. I've never heard that phrase that oh. i love that phrase well it, it you know I, i'm not going to point to some of the names of the quote linkedin influencer types but you know exactly who i'm talking oh, about yeah. Yeah. and part of it is it's seo'd up to death you know it, in in I, I i we've had this conversation before this kind of altercation before where i i'm i hate to say it but i don't pay attention to seo because i write for humans not for bots but I understand the value of SEO, so don't get me wrong. But my point is by showing, by sharing all those flavors of tone, you're not over-promising and under-delivering on who Kate Tune is. You are absolutely setting the tone via your tone for a great relationship before I even meet you. And I, I guarantee you get this a lot, which is someone meets you person to person for the first time and they say, you're exactly like your posts, your videos, your podcasts, your whatever. Yeah, they do. Um, some, some people say you're nicer in person. 
<laughs> they, often say you're short, they often say you're shorter than I thought you'd be. And I'm like, well, I'm always sat down, so I don't know. But yes, they do say that. And I think that's super important. People often talk about, you know, different formats for each of the channels. And I do think this is, you know, there's certainly character limitations and there's certain, I'd say, vague boundaries on LinkedIn. I know you're a big fan of LinkedIn and I feel you can push those boundaries a bit more on Facebook. But generally, I post the same stuff wherever I am and I am the same person wherever I am. And it's just such a relief. I don't have to check my brand book to see if I use full stops at the end of bullets because if I do it this time and I don't the next time, brilliant. That's on brand because part of my brand is being inconsistent and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. it gives you leeway to the other thing, which I love that you mentioned is it, it also gives you, it gives you leeway and permission to mess up because people are there for you, the person, not for the single post. You can see the kind of helicopter view the overall story, and also it allows people to follow you, not the product you're selling right now. So I'm finding it relatively easy to transition away from just being, was it the raisin, was it? Oh no, the sultana of SEO, to to being more of a generalist digital marketing kind of, you know, coach, I guess I hate the word coach, but helping people with that. People aren't making me stick in that role because people know me, the person, not just me, the product and I think that's been a relief as well um, and that's the joy of a personal brand too that people will follow you not your logos you know? whenever I think of you I think of you as a chef you know you've got all the ingredients that you'd find in a kitchen you know and some days uh, because of your changing seasons maybe you've got better produce from the garden or maybe you've got some fantastic meat that or proteins that have just become available or you know, you're right near the barrier reef and all that stuff. So you've got access to seafood <laughs> that will never see the light of day here in Wisconsin in the center of USA. Right. So you vary your menu because you're a chef and you aren't tied into I only do fish or seafood. I only do, you know, vegan or anything like that. If you want to go vegan, go vegan, because I got believe me. I guarantee you it's going to be tasty, it's going to be spicy, or it's going to have some flavor profile that might make you go, oh, wow. Oh, he ho, oh, he ho, like a French person. I love oh. that message. Oh, he ho. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I and, and frankly, you don't disappoint. And one of the things I really want to talk to you about in this episode and next week's episode is how you're pivoting. Because uh, I'll be honest with you. I need you to give me some really pithy quotes because I want to pull block quotes and plug them into a new book that I'm writing because Ooh. yeah, yeah. It's all about nonfiction branding. It's called nonfiction brand, discover, craft, and communicate the completely true, completely you brand you already are. And, <laughs> and it, it. yeah. And it's, it, it's all about people like you who are what I think of as personal marketing experts or master personal marketers, because that's what you're doing. You're marketing your person. It's not just your brand. It's also the products that come with it and all that stuff. And I love what you did at the beginning, which is kind of the pat bloom. There's riches in the niches. So you picked SEO as a very tight focus, but now you're pivoting from that very successfully. And again, I know that you've got a strategy behind all of it. And that's what I want to tap into. Kind of. Kind of have a strategy. Chaos can be a strategy. I love that. I think. Wit yeah, witness the fact that our current president uses chaos <laughs> as a strategy. He sure does. I would not want to be even remotely associated with that. But yes, yeah, I think it's about one thing that has changed my business in the last year is I've stopped looking outward 
to my competitors, which is something I've wasted years on. You know, so-and-so's doing this. Sue's got a beautiful Instagram feed. I need a beautiful Instagram. You know, Janine has produced this amazing lead magnet. I need the same. And it's just so much wasted time and you fall down the rabbit hole and you never, it's never good. It's not competitor research. It's soul destroying, beating yourself up. (laughs) And so I've really tried hard to stop looking and just look to my customers. And literally, because now I have a little ground swell of humans who are in the tune gang, I can say, hey, what should I do next? Here are three things I'm thinking about doing. Which, Which would you be more interested in? And I'll go that one. And then I go, okay, I do that one. You know, and and have that kind of pre, it's not a pre-sell, but it's like you're warming your audience, you're fluffing your audience, horrible expression, I shouldn't use that, but they're prepared for the thing that you're about to roll out and they want it. And, you know, I've I've talked to you before about how I try to make business decisions based on, will it make me money? Do my customers want it? And will I enjoy it? Because I am a very kind of, you know, I am an emotional business person. And, you know, I think that I have a lot of empathy and sympathy. My, My empathy gland is throbbing constantly and that can be quite exhausting so unless I'm kind of into the thing that I'm doing I find it quite hard to keep going with it and that's what it got to with the SEO side of things I've been doing that for a long time and it's like Britney Spears coming out on stage and singing toxic again and again she should get to the point where she would rather stick a fork in her leg than ever sing toxic again and she needs to be able to pivot away and release her new album of acoustic tambourine folk songs and hope that people will follow her because they love Britney, not because they love Hit Me Baby One More Time. It's hard though. It's such a hard thing to do. So I'm not sure there's a strategy behind my pivot and I'm not sure it's going to be a hairpin turn. It's going to be a lazy art, but I'm guessing that I think. Well, you gave a really great tip in there and maybe you don't even realize it, but here in the United States, the kind of thought leader formulation of it is don't build it before they buy it. And But in your formulation, it was, hey, people who like me, what would you like next? Here are three things I'm looking at. That is a fantastic way not to waste your time yeah. or waste their attention. If they're telling you, and based on what you said earlier, they've been telling you what they want. Digital master chefs is a result of them wanting more. Oh, you want more? I can give you more at a higher level and you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you're using your audience as, as you should, because guess what? As much as you own your personal brand, they do too. They're a huge owner of your personal brand because every time they talk about you in a evangelical way or in a referral way, they're, they're acting as agents of your brand. And, you know, the fact that you're folding them into your business that way, that's a strategy. And I think it's brilliant. Yeah, and maybe I, maybe I didn't realize that I did it. Something I really wanted to bring up with you, and I hope this is not too political, but you know you talk there about that there is an exchange between your customers and you, like they own your brand to a degree as well, and that you, I've never really realized that until this year, and it happened for me during the Black Lives Matter um, movement. While that was happening, uh, there was a big kind of thing over here to post the black square on Instagram, and in the particular week while that was all happening, I found out, well, that my dad's, prostate cancer had progressed and so I was just not on socials for that week I was dealing with personal stuff and while I do talk about personal stuff online I don't really go into things like that that's that's private you know but then I received an email from one of my uh, followers saying your silence is noted and your silence is really clearly stating what your personal beliefs and values are 
And I was rocked by that because, you know, I've, I've worked really hard to be inclusive and diverse in everything I've done in my podcast guests and my memberships. And it really, it really upset me. And so I tried to then kind of go back and say, well, that's not the deal. But then, you know, it's, it was one of those situations where nothing you said was right. And anyway, I tried to defend myself. I was taught, I was taught, told it was white privilege and I was misunderstanding. And it was a really difficult time for me. And in the end, you know, I, I think I got through it and, you know, people kind of came back and said, she's been doing this for years. What are you talking about? One black square does not equate someone's entire value system. But somebody wrote something on my wall about it and they said, you know, you cannot have this degree of success and popularity with your personal brand and not expect people to expect things from you. Not expect in times of crisis for you to come out and speak and talk about your values. And I think this has been a year where you can't, you can no longer say, oh, I don't talk about politics. I don't talk about religion. I don't talk about my, my personal values. It's getting very hard to keep those things separate. You know what I mean by that? Oh, oh absolutely. I mean, you can point to the number of celebrities who've gotten their heads handed to them by people who want them to say, here's the script I want you to read. And it's like, I don't play that game because part of my brand is contrarian. Part of my brand is provocative. And part of my brand is, wait a minute, I am true to myself. And if you don't understand every aspect of me, that's not my problem. I love that. And so I understand what you're saying about people who essentially want to use some of your power that you've accrued over time for whatever they want to use it on. It's your power. It's your choice to use it and share it or not. And if you don't want to, and they take umbrage at it, well, they can take a hike because guess what? There are a whole lot of people who aren't telling you anything about what the other person was griping about because they don't have a problem with it. Yeah. And if, if, if all of a sudden you had no business whatsoever, you might want to go, I wonder if it's my breath. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's not because you didn't follow the meme of the day. Well, this is it. It was a really challenging time. It really made me question who I want to be online. So sometimes your brand evolves and then you catch up with it, you know, and you talked about that article I wrote where I said, sat down and I said, what actually is my brand? What do I stand for? What do I not stand for? What, am, what is my brand personality? I'd never articulated it until I did that post. This year has made me go, what are my values? What do I want to talk about online? Not because somebody sends me an email about a black square, but, you know, what, what do I want to talk about in my business? And am I prepared to deal with the consequences of that? And that, yeah, people aren't going to, even more people are going to take umbrage. There's a big post in my Misfits group today about the election and Trump. And obviously some people are for him. Most people over here are not. He's not the most popular man in Australia um, or anywhere in the world. But, you know, there is conflict there. And people are saying, well, why are you even talking about politics? And it's like, I can't ignore this major event that's happening in the world, you know? But it's, it's very interesting. And I think it's very hard for people to know, to have the confidence that you just expressed to go, this is who I am and take it or leave it. I think people really struggle with that. So, you know, yeah. I hope you've got something in your book about that. Yeah, well, <laughs> because, they de well yeah. definitely. But that's that's what, a, you know, you, you're a, a true nonfiction personal brand is all about. That doesn't yeah. mean I'm rubbing my politics in your face. It's very no. clear when I'm in a business meeting with someone all they have to do is look at me and go, hmm, I'm guessing he's more on this side than that side. <laughs> but because I don't bring it up and we don't talk about it and they may be on the other side of the fence and I'm respectful of them, they're respectful of me. 
we can still do business together because here's what I truly believe. Every human being deserves a base level of respect until they lose it via their actions. If my actions have caused you to lose some respect for me and you want to tell me about it, I'm open to that because I would like to know. But don't be surprised if I say, well, you know what? I'm okay with the way I acted. If you're not, maybe you'll want to vote with your feet and go elsewhere. Anyway, we're, we're getting a little long in this episode, but that's what happens when I get my Kate, my Bonnie Kate on the line, because I just love the way you think. I love the way you talk, um, not only accent wise, but the content of that talk. And I want listeners to know how they can follow you because I, I want them to try some of your MasterChef cookery online. So where can people connect with you? If you head to katetune.com, that's kind of the, the, the starting point of the, of the, the cooking cupboard, the pantry, or maybe you would call it, uh, of Katetune. That's where you can jump off into all my various groups and podcasts and, and courses. So yeah, Katetune. And Kate is spelled with a K, K-A-T-E, and Tune is spelled T-O-O-N. Well, that's it for this week because this episode's going on way too long. But don't worry, Kate's back next week for a continuation of our conversation. And as I say, you can tell we get along great. And that's because she is who she is. I am who I am. And we choose to get along. Anyway, I'm DP Knuton for the Nonfiction Brand Podcast. Please like, subscribe, refer, and most of all, review this podcast because that helps other people find it. And she is... Stay tuned. And we'll be talking at you next week. Bye-bye.